Hello, and welcome to the third edition of Inside the Senior Alliance. My name is Jason Macieski, the Chief Advocacy and Planning Officer at the Senior Alliance, which is the Area Agency on Aging serving Western and Southern Wayne County. Today, I am joined by Gail Wadrowski, Waiver Program Clinical Manager at the Senior Alliance, to talk about a really impactful program that helps people to remain living in the community, the My Choice Medicaid Waiver. Gail, welcome to Inside the Senior Alliance. Thanks for having me. Great. So we're going to get right into the questions today. Uh, the first one I have for you is one of the core values the Senior Alliance has is that everyone should be able to live in the community setting they choose. Often, that is the home they've lived in for decades, but could be any type of residential situation. One of the programs we have to assist people reach that goal is the My Choice Waiver. So, Gail, how does the My Choice Waiver help people achieve that? The My Choice Waiver program helps participants achieve that goal by providing supports and services that a person may need in order to remain in their desired community setting. So the waiver in the name of the program is a waiver allowing Medicaid to cover services delivered in a person's home rather than that person having to be in a nursing facility and receiving the services, correct? Yes, that's correct. Participants who have the opportunity to age in place typically feel more secure and happy, which boosts their physical health. There's also a sense of freedom. They're able to do as much or as little as they want on their own schedule because they aren't scheduled to eat or participate in certain activities at certain times. They can make their own decisions. And finally, the supports and services that they receive are more personalized to their specific needs and schedules. People who participate in the My Choice Waiver can see improvements in their health too. Yes, our services can have a positive effect on our participants and their family members. For example, for some of our participants, we can see a reduction in unplanned medical care and family caregiver burnout. But we also see an improvement in social isolation experienced by our participants. And for this program, there's currently no waiting list, right? Yes, that is also correct. Let's go through the qualifications for My Choice Waiver. What are the monthly income and asset limits? The monthly gross income limit for an individual is $2,349 until January 1st, when it will go up to $2,382 per month. This also excludes any spousal income. The asset limit for this program is $2,000. This excludes one house and one car and any spousal protected assets. As my choice is a Medicaid program, is there a spend down process for people to reach Medicaid eligibility? No. Participants who are enrolled in My Choice Waiver are entitled to full Medicaid benefits. I know there are medical requirements to be on the My Choice Waiver too, right? Yes, that is right. Not only must a person be financially eligible for Medicaid, they must also be medically eligible. To determine medical eligibility, My Choice Waiver uses the Michigan Medicaid Nursing Facility Level of Care Determination Criteria. This tool has seven different medical eligibility criteria, which are activities of daily living, cognition, medical instability, medical treatments, in-home skill care, behaviors, and service dependency. A licensed nurse or social worker will be evaluating the individual and determining medical eligibility using the tool. Could you tell me what are activities of daily living? Sure. Those would include things like getting in and out of bed, how does an individual use the restroom? How do they feed themselves? So just your basic activities of everyday living. And in this process, does a person's doctor become involved in the My Choice Waiver application? Not all the time, 
But if a person is medically eligible due to medical instability, medical treatments, or service dependency, then yes, the physician would become involved. And is that a process where the applicant works with the doctor or does does the Senior Alliance help with that process? So the Senior Alliance would be working on that process with the doctor, but at times we may have the participant or their family also help with getting some information from the physician. For people that qualify, what are the services available? In addition to the other requirements, participants must need at least supports coordination and one My Choice waiver service on an ongoing basis. These services include things like adult day health, chore services, community living supports, community transition services, counseling, home modifications, fiscal intermediary, goods and services, home delivered meals, non-medical transportation, non-emergency medical transportation, personal emergency response system, preventative nursing, private duty nursing, respite care, specialized medical equipment and supplies, supports coordination, and training. So that's a whole lot of services that are potentially available with the My Choice waiver. Uh, Let's talk first about one that people might be familiar with, the Meals on Wheels program. Is that the same program that is commonly known or is it run differently? Meals on Wheels is a contracted provider for us under our home delivered meals option. It is going to be run as the traditional sense as it's always run. It's just that the My Choice waiver would be picking up the payment as opposed to the adult and aging services. Okay. Transportation is another service that you mentioned. What kind of transportation services are available specifically through the My Choice waiver? The My Choice waiver can provide transportation to um, doctor's appointments, dialysis, specialists, any medical transportation that's needed. But we can also provide just regular transportation for um, socialization purposes, grocery shopping, anything that would meet our participants' daily needs. Okay. And you mentioned nursing services as well. Could you talk about what kinds of nursing services are provided to clients in their home? Sure. So we have um, two different categories for nursing services. We have our regular nursing services, which would include more like a weekly basis of a nurse. Could be an LPN or an RN that would be coming to the participant's home to do things like setting up a medication dispenser, organizing a pill organizer, or doing teaching on different types of disease prevention, potentially even wound care or teaching wound care to a family member. We also provide private duty nursing, which would be given to individuals who are on ventilators, um, maybe have wounds that require specific treatments, or a person who maybe has oxygen that requires titration on a daily basis to keep their oxygen levels in their blood at a specific rate per the doctor's orders. You also mentioned community living services. What are those? Community living services are services we provide to individuals who require assistance with personal care. Um, Personal care would be things like dressing, bathing, toileting, incontinence care, cueing and reminders to do things like dressing, bathing, toileting, incontinence care, things like that. It also encompasses our homemaking. So cleaning your home, running errands, doing, you know, meal prep. Finally, it also encompasses respite care. So if your family member is your primary caregiver, we would authorize community living supports to allow them to have a break, to be able to do the things that they need to get done in their daily life while the person that they're caring for is being taken care of by um, a caregiver. So is that the adult day services? Is that the same thing? 
No, adult day services are services that are provided in a center. So we contract with two different providers for that service. The center, the adult day center, has transportation available to pick up the participant from their home, take them to the adult day center where they would participate in activities that are geared to their cognitive level, depending on what that is. They also provide meals at the adult day center. They do personal care activities, again, things like toileting and continence care, whatever the participant needs. And then they would bring them home at the end of the day, back to wherever the participant lives. So it in, in a sense, it's a way to provide respite care to a family member as well if they're the one providing the service. One of the first services you mentioned was case coordination. And that is something that's provided by the Senior Alliance directly, correct? That's right. Supports coordination is provided by the Senior Alliance. We have nurses and social workers all licensed through the state of Michigan, and they provide linking and coordinating to our participants. So their main role is to ensure that the participant is receiving what they're supposed to be receiving. And if it's not a service we provide, then they're linking them to a provider of that service. They're also assessing our participants and they are helping our participants to develop person-centered service plans which are developed to authorize a service and to find what the participant needs in order to stay home. And um, again, link and coordinate to get those needs met. I want to thank Gail Wadrowski, the Senior Alliance's Waiver Program Clinical Manager, for joining us on the podcast today. If you want more information about the Senior Alliance's programs and services, or just have a question on anything aging related, you can reach us at 1-800-815-1112 or by email at info at theseniorlliance.org. Our website is theseniorlliance.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for The Senior Alliance. Finally, our Twitter handle is at AAA1C. I'm Jason Macieski. Thanks for listening to this edition of Inside the Senior Alliance. Inside the Senior Alliance is a production of The Senior Alliance and Blazing Kiss Media.